There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, Papa. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along. It's the third part of the Ripley's 2023 Odyssey when we go through the current uh, all-new Ripley's Believe It or Not book. It's available um, on all the usual places. It says on the back of the book, £22 recommended retail price. Nobody pays that for the Ripley's. You can get it uh, on the evil Amazon website for about eight quid, I reckon. That's where I got mine from. Um, And, of course, it's a business expense, so we get to write it off. Yeah. Yeah, quid knocked off the tax bill. Good Do news. You, think, you know our um, our bookkeeper slash um, accountant. I won't say his name yeah. because he might not want it. He might be a shy accountant. Yeah. We we've had shy account. We've we encountered have. a lot of shy accountants. Shy account- we? Shy, we had a shy copper as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously, he's he's a great man. Actually, our shy accountant. He's really good. Um, Very thorough. But I'm just, I'm just wondering whether he should. It would be quite good if he committed to listening to all of these episodes because so many expenses, mm. legitimate and otherwise, come up and are mentioned. It would make it easier for him to sort out the business expenses at the end of each year if he was listening yeah. in. Mm. I don't because think when we tell it. him when he goes, "Oh, this Ripley's believe it or not that you've put against expenses or this kitten that you bought," right? Mm. Uh, how is that an expense? It would be much easier if we just said, listen to the podcast. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But would then, then then he could then also deduct a subscription on his own personal um, account. Yeah, he? he could. Yeah, exactly. So everyone good. wins. Yeah, so win-win. Yeah, good. Do that then. Got him an email. I'll tell him. Listen, mate, we're fed up with your questions. Just listen to the podcast, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I've just scrolled down Twitter. As, as we're, we're idly chatting and uh, there's the, the front cover of the single There's No One Quite Like Grandma by the St Winifred mm. School Choir. Do you remember that one? Got a number one yeah. back in the day. And it was on top of the pops on BBC4 the other, the other night mm. of the, the choir singing it. And I realised that I'd got one part of the lyric wrong. And they're singing There's No One Quite Like Grandma blah 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 blah. And then the little girl sings And one day when we're older we'll look back and sing There's No One Quite Like Grandma blah blah blah. And I thought it was, and one day when it's over, as in when grandma's dead. Oh. But I've been getting it wrong all this time. It's not it's one day when it's when when we're older, not when it's over. Ah, oh, so you thought it was rather I more macabre it than it actually was. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. I was pleased when I heard that. That's nice. Um. Yeah. Obviously, bought that single for me, Grand, for Christmas. 
back then. Aww. I might try and get it, see if I can get a vinyl one and give it, get my kids to give it to their nans. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be all over eBay and Discogs. But anyway, yeah. what we're talking about, There's what's this? No one, did, did you, you know, I've told, we, we've talked about the Noddy Holder Rock on Tours episode, haven't we? Yeah. Where he talks about the um, Merry Christmas and how it's, take a ride on my rocking horse, I'll watch the world go by. Buy me a looking glass, I'll look you in the eye. Yeah. Did you like that? Yeah, nice. Why 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 don't why aren't you more excited? Well, <laughs> I don't know why I'm supposed to respond. Well that's exciting to people because they may not have known that that's how the song Merry Christmas Everybody started life. It was just a oh, sort right. of a, a faux sort of mm. psychedelic pop effort that Noddy mm. had written years beforehand in the late 60s. Mm. And then when they were given short notice by their record company to bang out a fucking Christmas hit, they yeah. didn't have anything to hand and they didn't have much time. So one of the bands said, what about that song you wrote about a fucking rocking horse? Can't we just change the lyrics to be about Christmas and then we're done? Oh, all right, yeah, we'll knock that out. Becomes, yeah. They're fu- still paying their fucking wages to this day. Exactly. Living high on the hog from that one, Noddy. Mm. Good for him. I found that interesting. That that reminds me, also on top of the pops last week, different episodes, mm. Status Quo doing a song called Burning Bridges, which got to about number 19. But all yeah. it is, it's, it was then reinvented four years later as Come On You Reds with Manchester United. For 90 minutes we'll let them know it's Man United, here we go. I remember the words because I lived with a Man U fan at university for a while and he fucking sang it non-stop and it ended up getting fucking caught in my mind where even I was fucking found myself singing it to myself. It was infuriating. Come on, your heads, come on, your heads. Don't lose your bottle, just keep your heads. Fuck's sake, stop it. It's the best football song ah, ever. I'm West Ham. I can't do this. <laughs> I should be singing Bubbles. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they did that. And um, and World in Motion by New Order was mm. originally the theme tune to a BBC Two youth culture show. It might have been Rapido. Do you remember Rapido? What, by New Order? Yeah, the, Stephen and Gillian at a New Order did it. Wow, I, I didn't know that. Was. World in Motion, Origin. I'm Googling here. Uh, come on. Origin. <laughs> Origin story for World in Motion. <laughs> I think it was Rapido. Well, you know Rapido, that was what's his Reportage, name? Reportage, that was it. Oh, yeah, that's it. So that was Antoine, what's his name, yeah? Decon. What was his? Yeah. Decon. So uh, there's a guy who, actually, I'm meeting him tomorrow uh, <laughs> for a coffee. <laughs> and a ketchup coffee and a ketchup coffee and a ketchup it's in my diary oh, man. put it in the family diary so everyone can see that I do have uh, mates my my daughter told me that her mate's dad who I've heard a few stories about and I must admit I've heard a few stories about this dad and I've been I've been thinking to myself oh, I like the sound of this dad I wonder when I will meet him. Like potential friend. I, I had him marked down as a potential friend in my head, but I was too shy to tell. I'm a shy podcaster, and I didn't want to tell my daughter because she would tease me, <laughs> which she does all the time about everything. Yeah. And I go, and then she she actually said it was quite sweet. She went, oh, yeah. 
so-and-so's dad, he was uh, he was asking something that she, she, it was something like she he, she thinks that you might be able to help him with some work he's got or some advice, right? Because right? of what you do. And I go, okay, yeah. And uh, she goes, and then then she, my friend said, oh, maybe we should get them together. It might be nice. They might get along. And my daughter unironically used the phrase, well, it's funny you should say that because I think my dad is in the market for some new friends. <laughs> the market. And I was like, There's you didn't market. say that, did you? And she went, yeah. I said that you're uh, in, uh, in the market or on, on the lookout, maybe. It was either in the market or on the lookout for new friends. And she said, tired yeah, of his old ones. She said, yeah, I mean, that makes it sound like I'm trading in my old ones. What she means is he doesn't have many friends. He needs yeah. some new friends. Yeah. So I said, uh, yeah, I said, you know, I'm a bit embarrassed if it gets back to him like that. Mm. Um, that'd be a bit embarrassing. But at the same time, I said, you're right. It would be nice for me to have some more friends. And she was like, yeah, that's what I thought. It'd be nice for you to have a new friend, wouldn't it? So they're literally trying to arrange something. Right. Is this like, tomorrow? You know, what? No, no, this is oh, another guy I was going to tell you about. A guy called Johnny Dorks, right? And he came on the reset yeah. not so long ago. And uh, we got on. So, like, you know, I got, you know, chatting to him about this, that, and the other. And I was, in, I was interviewing him about his book, which was about his traumatic childhood experiences. And it took every ounce of my energy to not go make the whole podcast, given the nature of the reset, make the whole podcast about one detail of his biog that mm. I had read which was what I really, 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 with all my soul, wanted to know about. And that was this. He did... Remember all the voices on Eurotrash, which is basically yeah. the follow-up show to Reportage, yeah. right? Antoine de Com. And it was one of the funniest shows you could watch when you got him from the pub on a Friday and night, was right? It, was it Jean-Paul Gaultier as well on with him? Yeah, Jean-Paul Gaultier was on it, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the last with the big knockers as well. Yeah. Anyway... It was so funny, but the main reason it was funny was because they'd have interviews with these sort of deviants from across Europe who are almost always like weird sex people. Mm. And the voices over the top, it would be some like fucking Swiss woman who was living in the the mountains but kept like three different husbands who were all dressed as ponies. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And the voiceover would always be basically Sir John Fanny Powder going, oh, I do like it. I dress yeah. them up as horses and then we have it off. The other two watch. It's just normal to us. I know some people find it weird, but we're happy. And it was so funny. This bloke, Johnny Dawks, just as a footnote in his biography, yeah. it says he provided all of the voices wow. for Eurotrash. So... I was interviewing him just about, you know, his book, which was a very interesting story. You should get it. It's called Shadow Man. The plug from there. But what was really amazing was that. So I had to wait till afterwards. So I thought, well, we're having quite a serious in-depth thing. And I didn't find the right spot, Andy, to suddenly go, yeah, that sounds tough, mate. Anyway, when did Maybe they not. know? How did you get into doing all them voices? But you know what it was, right? He was just a filmer. He was an editor, like a film editor. Mm. Yeah. And he would be editing the show, the pre, I think he worked on reportage, right? And he would be editing it and the director of the show, right, would come in and while they were watching edits back, when they were killing time, whatever, Johnny would just do funny voices yeah. over the interviews on reportage. And they just went, 
Fucking hell, you should just do this. This is just funny. We should make a show around this. And they made the show and they just, they never hired anyone else. He did all of them. I mean, I can hardly remember that one, but he did a lot of different ones, I think, you know. And so obviously I got him to perform some of them for me. Yeah. And he was like, I must admit, every interview I've done, he'd never done a lot of publicity before. And he goes, every interview I've done around this book... (laughs) He went, everyone has not been able to resist asking me to just do the Euro Trash voices. But yeah, of fucking course. hell, that was brilliant, wasn't it? A kind of influence on this podcast, really, indirectly. It is, yeah, it is. Because he didn't, yeah, he was never in that game. He wasn't a voiceover, he wasn't a performer, an actor or anything like that. He had been a musician, but he was not like a comedian or anything. He was just doing it mucking around. And they were like, yeah, that's really good. We're actually going to put that out on the show for real. Excellent stuff. So you got coffee and a ketchup then? Okay. Coffee and a ketchup, coffee and, and a ketchup, ketchup, coffee and a ketchup with Sam and Johnny. Why is there not a podcast called Coffee and a Ketchup? Because oh. it one, one of the celebrities could just interview one of their other pals like they do, but without even having to have any kind of... Oh, you know, one of these it. things where like, yeah, you have to name three words and then mm. I say three words back and then you have to choose what planet you'd live on and use those words. Mm. You don't have to keep making up these fictitious scenarios. Just have a chat. Because that justifies it. Otherwise, there's no point. Kate Thornton has had a podcast. You remember Kate Thornton? She used to do X X Factor. Smash Hits. Mate, one year she was at um, same club bed as me. Wow. With the girl off of... uh, She was on a twin holiday. It was her and the one off Corrie who played... I think... Who's Ken... It's a daughter, someone's daughter, but she was quite a big storyline. I haven't watched Corrie in years, but she became really famous. Is there a is there a Barlow daughter or Tracy something Barlow. like that? I think it, it might the, have been Tracy Barlow. It was Barlow. a bit of a cycle. Still in it. I think it was. Tra- I think. She, I think. She, I think Tracy Barlow and Kate Thornton were on holiday together Brilliant. at a club med when I was yeah. there. But since then, I I did briefly get to know Kate Thornton for another thing. But at the time, I didn't know it, so I just like observed. I just observed her. In, I observed her in the wild. Yeah, in, in uh, her anyway. swimwear, probably. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't like. Yeah, but she probably in her swimwear. But I didn't mean I was observing her in that capacity. <laughs> it was a family environment. Any, anyway, she. Um, I never saw got, her top off or anything like that. She, if that's what you tried to imply, a dirty bugger. <laughs> she uh, <laughs> get him off, oi, Thornton, come on. <laughs> Get him off, will ya? We're all friends here at Club Med. Uh, yeah, what stays at, what goes at Club Med stays at Club Med. Don't worry about that. No, no it's nothing like here. that. <laughs> but she, um, she's she's got a podcast, and it's called. She's had one for quite a few years, mate. Called, um, what? Kate Thornton's White Wine Something Time. <laughs> Not the time. It is. It's called white. It's called what? Did you say white wine banter white wine time? time? Oh, natter time! Yeah. yeah, it's white wine chat time or something yeah. like that. Oh, the, and the entire go. premise is just they have a nice bottle of white wine and have a yeah. good old chat. That's and I good. think 
There's something more dignified about that than yeah. saying, each week, Kate Thornton asks you to name your favourite cutlery, your fantasy cutlery, yeah. and, and what meal you would eat with it. Well, my fork would have to be the fork I had as a child, a plastic fork that I always remember my mother used to serve me my lunch with. And uh, it's always been a lot to me, Zadil. So that, okay, that's safe then. We're putting your plastic fork in your in, fantasy cabinet. In the fantasy cabinet. drawer. Yeah, exactly. Now, we have to move on, as we always do, to your knife. And do you have a song to go with your knife? Yes, my song is The Alarm. It's by The Alarm. (laughs) And the knife is a carving knife I used to eat a wonderful steak in Andalusia in uh, 1999 when I was there with the man who would become my husband. I wasn't sure whether I would choose it or not because it doesn't seem to go very well with the plastic fork that I've already chosen. No, that's, but the, that's, that's the joy of the podcast. You see, it's There's all no fantasy. Rules. There's no rules. <laughs> apart from the rules. Yeah, apart from the weird rules. Jalapeño. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. But I like that Kate Thornton has swerved all of that bollocks and has just gone, it's called, the only theme is we drink white wine. Yeah. That's going to be wine. Uh, I will not let uh, red pass my lips. Do not let red wine in, even into my fucking <laughs> eye, eye line, because I do not like it at all. White wine <laughs> eye line. <laughs> Kate, Kate Thornton's white wine eye line. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was going to tell you something else about Kate Thornton then, but well, I've forgotten say, it. The coffee and a ketchup thing. Jerry Seinfeld does mm. comedians in the car getting coffee, but mm. there's a car involved in that. They get in a... And it's not a podcast, it's a video thing. Well, that created a problem. Because around the time that became quite popular was when I was briefly commissioning stuff at Comedy Central. And as a result of that show becoming quite popular, I had a number of different people approach me, basically going, right, you know Jerry Seinfeld, comedians going to get coffee in in cars going to get coffee? Yeah. Well... (laughs) <laughs> we thought we could do comedians on a bus 
going to get a tea. And it's very much the British version. Uh. Because we, we've seen that it works in Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, in America, it just works because it's just two funny people simply talking. No script, nothing. And uh, it was like, yeah, but mate, it's fucking Jerry Seinfeld. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not the format <laughs> that's the successful thing. Yeah. It's the fact that it's Jerry Seinfeld and he's in the car with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not. not the you think that it's the it's the fact that they're going to get a hot beverage in a in a mode of transport that is the thing that makes it successful. But it's just simply that it's Jerry Seinfeld doing it, right? <laughs> that is it. So, you know, it, like everyone and their wife had the idea. Um and it was never as good. However, uh, white wine chat time is a is a good thing. Oh, and I thought you said white wine bants time, which uh, reminds me of um, on last Friday we got into a game we once did on holiday as a family was change all the James Bond film titles and songs, right. but make them have a food in them. So live and right. let pie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Good. Codfinger, I guess. Mm. I can't remember all of them. I had a good one for... Oh, yeah. Uh, on her mac and cheese secret service. Oh, that was really my favourite one. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Anyway, we did them all, right? Dr. Pho. You know that Vietnamese soup, M- Pho. Moonflaker. Right? <laughs> yeah, lovely. Uh, <laughs> so it's good. But then, for some reason, I was saying... I think I was ranting on about how James Bond had shit banter... And James Bond would be much better if he was more bantankerous, right? Mm. And then we started changing all the names of James Bond to have banter in them, right? Banter or bants. So, Gold Banter, <laughs> right? Dr. Bants, <laughs> from Russia with Bants, and so on and so forth. A view to a Bants. A view to a Bants, exactly. Golden Bants. Yeah. <laughs> right? Spectre, simply Banter. <laughs> no time to bant the purest of right? all of them no time to bant and then we got to like octopussy how do you do that and uh, my missus was like well that would be octobanter which is about a villain who has got such good banter that he can banter on eight separate fronts fronts all at once <laughs> so he can have he can have different lines of banter going on with eight yeah. different co- conversations all at once yeah then would he, she would he be says, in like a revolving seat? Yeah. Like just or just spin different around? screens or... up. Yeah. Then she goes, that's what your brother Cass thinks he is, Octoband. <laughs> <laughs> and I became quite defensive. I said, he is. He is Octoband. really good. I tell you, if anyone could do eight banters at once, it would be him. <laughs> so I saw him yesterday and said that that was his new nickname, Octoband. <laughs> <laughs> And I was How like, have you ever it? done it, mate? Have you ever done it? And he was just like, he was really serious. He went, yeah, of course. <laughs> I've done eight banters before, yeah. at least. At least, he went, yeah. Usually, usually when you're away on a work like conference or something, and there's quite a lot of different people there, you have to like, you have to sometimes do eight banters at once. It's easy. It's just like spinning plates. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's easy. you can do that, going. can't you? Move you can on. do it. Uh, I learned it watching the Generation game. It was one of the challenges once when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then my son came out of a classic. We were doing, you know, like the, the classic line from Goldfinger, do you expect me to talk, Goldfinger? Mm. He's gone. <laughs> do you expect me to talk, Gold Banter? <laughs> no, Mr. Bantz, I expect you to bantz. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, oh, and that's how we spent our Friday night. Wonderful, wonderful family yeah. entertainment there. James Bantz. Great stuff. At James Bantz in Octobanter. <laughs> Do you have a bit of a look at the Ripley's Believe It or Not? Yeah. I'm looking at page 198. Okay. I don't know why. Um, now that I've looked at it, I'm not sure how palatable it is. It's, uh, it's entitled Butcher Bird. And it's right. the Shrike. Uh, or butcher bird. It impales the bodies of its prey on the thorns of bushes uh, or on the uh, spikes of barbed wire fences. Uh, it basically does that so it's easier to eat them. Oh, okay. That's quite good logistics. I'm yeah. a logistics bird, you see. But a lot of people don't find this palatable. But the way I see it is this, right? All us birds, all of us, we all eat other animals. That's just a given. Yeah. It's just nature. Don't right? ignore it. Because that's so, foolish. That's it's just foolish. We it. all eat. We eat other animals. Sometimes, sometimes we eat each other. It's not it's nice. We agree. We all say this to ourselves. It's not what nice. Options, it's, you got to say what what options do we as birds have? We don't have a welfare system in the bird world. I'd like it if we did one day. We might, but we don't. We, we don't have food banks. We don't. We do not have fundamentally. We do not have a safety net. There is so no safety net for the adult bird. It, it's literally. Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. Therefore, we are all too often driven to <laughs> eat other creatures. Now, the only difference between me, the so-called butcher bird, which, by the way, is a name that I do not appreciate, but <laughs> it's what has caught on, right? It is tabloid nonsense as far as I'm concerned, right? <laughs> the reason I am condemned as the butcher bird is because I choose to eat the flesh of my prey in a particular manner that I find more convenient, right? I, it is much more convenient for me to stick it up like a big sort of shish kebab, look, right? I do not have hands. I do not have cutlery. What am I supposed to do? I put I put it on a spike and I can just take my time and go at it very slowly. I can, I can peck at it. Have a good nibble. I can nibble. peck at it. It's almost like I'm pecking at a human corn on the cob. See what I mean? And that is the only difference between me and a sparrow, right, or a fucking a, a blue chip, or any of these other birds that everyone goes, oh, aren't they sweet? Let's put them on a Christmas card. The only difference between me and them is that I have a better system for eating creatures than they do. That's it. And yet jealousy, I am labelled a monster. Jealousy. Yeah, I'm labelled a monster. Why aren't I the so-called butcher bird, right? Why aren't I on Christmas cards? <laughs> Think Why are they calling me the pioneer bird, for example? Yeah. The game changer, something like that. <laughs> now, that's a name I, I could be get pissed. behind. So, yeah, uh, uh, the victims include lizards, large insects, small rodents, and even other birds! Exclamation mark. Well, we know that birds eat other birds. That's not a surprise. The leftover strategy enables the shrike to eat toxic lubber grasshoppers, which only become safe to digest two days after death. Now, who's told them that? How do they know this? This is something about nature that fascinates me when there's rules like that. Wait, that animals we know, just know. We know. You know what I mean? Well, I was thinking about this earlier and it's like, because I was out running this morning where the deer are in the Have park. There's nature, all these deer. Yeah. And uh, when I see the deer in my path, I make an effort to go around them because I, I don't like to ride near them. No, I wouldn't. It, it scares them. But also there's a big stag there. There's always a risk it could be volatile and chase you if it sees yeah. you as a threat. 
And so I'm running along. I doubt it. Very unlikely. Mm. I've thought it through loads of times. Like while I'm running and I see the deer, I'm always thinking through what do I do if the deer starts charging me? Mm. And you start thinking, could I quickly climb up that tree? And you you assess the trees, stuff like Mm. that, you know. Um, But if it ever happens, no matter how much I've planned it mentally, I'm probably a goner. goner. But um, yeah, so I was thinking about that and I was thinking how amazing it is that deer, they see quite far in the distance, right? And if you're running in their direction, even when you're very far away, they might hear the slightest noise of like a twig underneath your foot or whatever. And they all, their heads just slowly turn. They see you and they, their eyes do not leave you. And even when you deviate your path and run round, they're watching the whole time to disappeared again. And that's because they have always for centuries been hunted by man. Yeah. But none of these deer have ever been hunted. Although it is true that Richmond Park do cull loads of them every year. Do they? I don't know how that's done. Yeah, yeah. There's a do massive culling every probably. year. Yeah. They do it at night so the kiddies don't see it. Yeah. And I don't know how it's done. Maybe it's done with poison. I don't know. Poison those deer. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> night is upon us and the children are sleeping. At least the poison. Poison the deer. <laughs> They they belong to the fucking king. Well, yeah, they're the king's deer. Well, he if you kill them. one, that's it. You could be hung. Mm. You can still get hung for um, killing one of the king's deer. I think. Yeah, quite right. Quite right. Yeah, I'm, official, I'm all, I'm all behind it. But um, so, uh, no, what's interesting is going back to the uh, whatever we were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Just it's amazing how you just inherit these instincts. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. Like my yeah, kitten, yeah. he's my kitten. I picked him up from Sutton, right? <laughs> Which is like half an hour away. And then since then, he's just been in my house. He's not even been out. But if he hears birds outside or even on the telly or something, he he, per- he perks up yeah. and then he goes into like predator mode. Yeah. Why? Because it's gone through the generations. And then that makes you think it, it has to be the same with us humans. But with animals, we take it for granted. Oh, they know the instinct. And with humans, you don't. But not to get too deep into shit, it's an- that that is where a lot of people get anxiety from, because we we evolved in order to be anxious, and because we're highly right. evolved, we were particularly anxious about threats, potential right, threats okay. of predators and so forth, right? And that is instilled right into us right. because for years that was it, that, and we're the most highly evolved creature, so we were more keenly aware than the average creature about potential threats to us, right? Yeah. That was when we were living in the wild and so forth. Now we all don't live in the wild, and yet the instinct to be anxious still lingers on, and that is genetic. Right. I That's evolutionary. That. That's evolutionary. That. And, and I, so <clears throat> some people, not everyone, but some people find it difficult to cope sometimes with overwhelming anxiety, especially right. the sort where you don't even... It's not because something's happening. You don't even know why it's there, yeah, right? Just this is the sort of anxiety that I've suffered from over the years, but some yeah. people have it really bad. And it's like, you don't even know, but suddenly you're like really like shitting it about something. You're not sure what. So then what you do is you start looking for reasons. You think there must be a reason I wouldn't be feeling like this. So you start doing an audit of all the shit in your life that could go bad, mm. right? And in the end, you'll find something because, you know, we can't control the future, can we? just as we can't go back we can't control the future so you start thinking maybe it's this maybe it's that maybe it's this maybe it's that oh it's probably that oh fuck 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 but really mate a lot of it's just evolutionary it's the same as the deer thinking that I'm going to hunt them Mm. even though I've never hunted them so they shouldn't judge me like that right 
Or what was the thing you were talking about at the beginning? Was it birds? The butcher bird. The butcher bird. Just no, knowing, knowing. No, knowing that the oh. toxic lubber grasshopper is only safe to digest two days after it's died. He inherited that. <sighs> He's inherited that instinct. And so what we're saying is here is that inheriting instincts, there's a good and bad side to that. On yeah. the good side, it'll stop you ingesting poison. On the bad side, it yeah. might make you just start shitting yourself in the middle of the day for no reason. I wonder if there's people who are just starting out on the top flight time machine journey. They're listening to the let's say the 1995-1996 season, and yeah. they're probably thinking, "Yeah, it's good, but I wonder if they're ever going to get round to inheriting instincts." <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I think it's a bit, it's a bit surface, isn't it? I mean, they're just talking about like fucking Dean Windass here. I mean, when they're going to get really deep into this stuff? Where are we going to find that more about the toxic lubber grasshopper? <laughs> well, that was good. Uh, we'll leave it there. Mm. There's an excellent piece on page 199, which we haven't got time to get right to. We'll do it next time. It's just called Mail Cats. And I'm not going to well, say any more. We'll start the next episode with it. because. And, and also, can I just quickly mention now, so we don't forget, oh. page 78, a child with a double banana. We'll be looking into right, that both of next, them next time. time. Uh, thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.